welcome back to Legit Bad. We've just had a great half hour of a non-intro that we've been laughing about all kinds of fun stuff. Asians and uh, Kevin Spacey. Yeah, we can mention that. It's it's true. We deleted it because we didn't. I didn't say anything else. I just said we were laughing at Kevin Spacey. (laughs) Okay, we were. (laughs) We laugh at all kinds of stuff. We laugh at white people. Look at us. Yep. So uh, we had... Josh Monday on the show today is a Christian rapper. Don't let that hold you back. It's a great talk. He knows his stuff. Uh, we're going to play his song at the end of the show. It's a, probably the only conspiracy rap I've ever heard in my life. He has uh, somebody else on that does the first couple verses. First verse, I don't know. But uh, check him out. He's at Josh yeah, Monday Music on Instagram. Don't cut me off, bitch. Uh, it's BT. Oh, BT. BT. I wasn't cutting you off, to be fair. It's just that long of a lag. I know. We're working oh, yeah, with it. At Josh Monday Music on Instagram. And I think he's also on YouTube. He says it in the show, so you can hear that. Oh, I thought you were waiting for something. This is what editing is he for. He totally knew his stuff, though. I was impressed with how he, did. he had notes, he had his stuff down, he knew a lot. He was better at podcasting than we were. <laughs> I was I was surprised because I was <clears throat> unprepared for it, that school shooting stuff, I wasn't, I was pretty young during that time. I was older than you guys, I guess, but still pretty young and wasn't paying attention to any of that. I was just like, oh, this happened, it's on the well, news, Okay. SH happened in 07? I think it was 2014. He says it in the show. Really? Yeah. See, oh, th- you're right. Is no, what... 2013. You're right. You're right. You're right. It was, it was, se- 20, se- it was 2012. Oh, 2012. We were close. It was December, December okay, 14th, 2012. This is exactly why we have these people on the show is because they actually know halfway what they're talking about and we yeah. don't. And I know the general yeah. story and I could tell you it, but I don't know he any details. He did reference details. Columbine that was 1999, I think. He, he's he got some details on us, I though. I think that was 96. It was April 20th, 1999. It, it was somewhere in between God all the it. false flags. <laughs> I'm over for 2. The Oklahoma City <laughs> bombing and what else? Oh, uh, what was the guy that killed his wife? That 94. Who oh, was 94? OJ. That was 94? OJ? No, I I meant the Oklahoma City bombing. Oh. Oh, yeah. It was all, I just remember that being a blur of my childhood is all these crazy things happening, and I just thought that's how the world was. I mean, it kind of is. You know what's funny is, uh, I talk about blur of childhood is I remember the Oklahoma City bombing being on TV back when we had the, back when mom and dad had the 17-inch like the smaller Ooh. boob tube before they got the the 19 inch. That was an yeah. upgrade from the 13 inch black yeah. and white that we watched Rescue 911 on, though. So, so I I wasn't around for that one. I wasn't around for that. One. You were around. No, you it, was, it was after we moved in. Old enough. Okay, well, it was after we moved into Sunray, and they had the little like like 15 inch one or 17 inch one, whatever it was. And I remember watching the Oklahoma City bombing, and I'll I'll never forget the side of the building with the flames coming out of it. And them talking about having apprehended Timothy McVeigh. And I was like, this is crazy. Like, I had never seen anything like that. And then I remember we were at North Valley when Columbine happened. 
And I remember, oh my God, they played on a loop. That whole guy with the guitar that played the Columbine. Columbine. (laughs) What? Fuck you. So, Columbine, friend of mine. What in the actual fuck? (laughs) Look it up. I'm sure it's on YouTube. Dude, they had him play him. They had it. They had him playing it on like every major newsreel for like a week after it happened. So So I remember when Columbine happened because we had just got done or the Bootingers had just got done moving from Denver or not Denver. uh, Is it Denver? Anyway, they just got done moving from Colorado and they knew where the, uh, where that school was. And I remember talking, I remember talking to them about it and they were like, well, we didn't know anybody from the high school, but yeah, we knew where the high school was. I was like, that's crazy. Like, I don't fucking like this. This had never happened up until this point in my life. And then two years later was, was 1911. And from there on, it just got, so much worse all the time. 1911? You're talking Sorry. about guns? 911, 911, 911. 9. You said 11. 1911 earlier in the podcast. What were you talking about? Was that something different? That's a gun. I didn't. Oh. Yeah, that's that's a gun. But that's not what I was talking about. I meant 911. We have, we've already been going for a long time now. We'll let you go back to your show. We got Sorry. shit to do too. We got to go to work tomorrow. <laughs> anyway, so. yeah, we can edit. So, all right, and enjoy the chat, and we'll see you next time. All right, see ya. All right. So, did you have you had notes? You said you uh, had some stuff you want to talk about about uh, gun control and what we'll call the SH shooting because uh, apparently people get okay, kicked yeah. off for that kind of shit. So, okay, okay, yeah. So, yeah, I had. I mean, I basically watched a, a few documentaries. I mean, it's so hard right now to find any information on the shooting that you're referring to. It's crazy. They took all this stuff off of YouTube. They took uh, a lot of this guy, his name was Wolfgang Halbig, like he, he was always like on the, the, the um, he was always on the Alex Jones show. They took a lot of his interviews off of YouTube. I really can't, couldn't find that much. But then I started digging and digging and, and basically what you have to do is just like search, search to find these, these good documentaries and good information on these, on these, uh, on the shooting you're referring to. Um, just a, a lot of crazy information. So basically, what I feel happened, uh, what I feel what they did is they basically did like a, a Sandy, like a hook, a line and a sinker w- with us, you know. They played with our emotions. Uh, uh, with God, they used uh, children and teachers to get us kind of, uh, to get us uh, hooked uh, with, with, with hopes, you know. With the, they automatically be there for gun control agenda and, uh, and just to test like our emergency response. So basically, you're talking the about actual uh... narrative... You're talking about that, that emotional. Emo, you're talking about that emotional hook into the story, so that you stand yes. on whatever their platform is. Yes. Yeah. Whatever their agenda was, you know. I think they just hooked us. You know. The, I mean, they basically just used the children and the teachers, uh, you know, and, and grabbed us with our emotions. You know, and the media basically just took it and ran with it. You know, and and really, really like sold this to us, and and got a lot of us in a you know in a deep deep response for this. You know. Um, Basically, the, the, what, the, what the media was saying is that Adam Lanza, um, he went into, uh, you know, first of all, he, he ended up killing his mother, shooting her several times. Uh, he was only like a six-foot, 120-pound kid with Asperger's, and uh, he ended up uh, 
So basically, what they did is, uh, hold on, I'm sorry, let me get these, these notes together here. Um, so basically, he killed his mother. And on a side note, basically, a licensed nurse said, and said on national television that she was actually a, a wonderful teacher and she worked for Sandy Hook. But then they found out that she actually didn't. So they had to re redact that story. So they tried to kind of create a motive that she was spending too much time away from Adam and that she was uh, basically working at the school. And maybe that's why he ended up going in there and shooting him. They redacted the whole story and they swept it under the rug. Uh, he, he, he basically said that he shot her several times and then he drove basically by like eight different elementary schools and he ends up going to Sandy Hook. And then he basically parked and, and it's crazy. He parked legally. So he like legally parked. They say he got out of the car, opened up all four doors, and the media says that he shot out the window, and that's how he entered the school. And basically, in the police report, there's nothing that says that he actually shot out the window and went through the went through the or, or shot the window out and went through the window. Um, but they say basically shot out the window, walked into the school, uh, and with seven magazines, two handguns, and an AR-15. And just a side note, a police officer who was standing in the room or standing in room 10 where Adam Lanza's body was said that he had multiple weapons, like two handguns, a rifle, and a shotgun. But then it was reported to the media that the shotgun was left in the trunk. So that's just a little side note. And they basically said, Adam Lanza, the 120-pound, you know, six-foot kid, goes in, and in eight minutes, he used this Bushmaster AR-15 and shot 20 kids and six adults. And he shot about 153 rounds off. And, uh, they, and the medical examiner says that the people were shot three to 11 times, and that in one of the classrooms, he stacked like 15 of them in the bathroom. I don't know if they all piled on there, but they said that they were piled on top of each other. And one of the kids actually um, was alive in the pile, which was just pretty, pretty crazy. All that information is a lot of, of uh, drama building up, just saying that this guy, Adam Lanza, is just a crazy nut. How did he get a hold of this weapon? You know, it's just a lot of drama I feel like they were building. Um, well, it's always weird to me that they come they come back to how did he get a hold of this weapon instead of how, what was his mental health like? Because um, yeah. a lot of the time, like most, I can't remember if it was most or all of these kind of events have wow. somebody who's on SSRIs or antidepressants, that kind of stuff. And yeah. it's, it's almost always that it, and they don't focus on that. They go, how did he get this weapon? Um, I don't know. It's easy to get a weapon. Well, and there, oh, yeah. there's their point for gun control. So. I was going to ask yeah. you, Josh, you're in California, right? Yes. Okay. So we're all California natives. Are you as okay. well? Okay. Yes. So basically nowhere else in the country is not, is nearly as difficult to get a gun. So yes. being raised in California, I always wondered that too. I'm like, how did they get a gun? Because I know for a fact in California, it's not that freaking easy to get a gun. Well, uh. live in Florida for two years where they basically don't have laws. You can, as long as you have a Florida ID, we actually learned this only living here for two years. My wife could have walked in because she had a military ID. So what they call temporary permanent orders where it's permanent because that's where you're at, right? So she could have walked into a gun store and said, I want that gun. And they would have said, do you have cash? Yes, paper and cash. It is actually a felony in Florida to create a registry of either a gun or gun owner upon the okay. FFL. So if she walked in there, it's actually illegal for them to create the registry that she is who she is and buying that gun. So it's not wow. all that difficult to get a gun. If you have a CCW in Florida, you can walk in with cash, say, I want that gun in my butt crack when I walk out 
and they'll hand it to you and you can walk out of there just like a car with yeah. different kind of packages. Yes. California. I mean, that's how the second amendment was supposed to, was supposed to be, uh, was supposed to be, you know, for us, basically like the, it's, it's not like the hunting. It's not like so much about the hunting. Like back then that, that's, that's what they had to do to eat. You know, it was more, it was more so that we're armed and, and just in case we have a tyrannical government, you know, and, and I live in California and right now, obviously, you could tell. I don't know if you guys see the news, but we have a very tyrannical governor right now that's pushing all this COVID-19 laws and all this. So the first thing I did when, when COVID-19 happened was I went and purchased an, another weapon, something easier for my wife to use. It was a Ruger PC carbine, and, and it's really easy for her to use. But I'm a military member. I served in the military. I had no problems on any of the ranges, had no uh, negligent discharges, anything. It took me four months. For me to get that weapon, which is crazy because of the background checks. Uh, somebody at my house that I purchased before had had some uh, illegal firearms before. So they saw my address and they said that there was a red flag because of the address I lived at. But being a for former military member, and I, it took me four months in California for me to actually get my weapon, finally be able to pick it up. It well, was, I'll tell you this. Crazy. I'll tell you this right now. Being a former military member in California actually usually means a longer litigation period yeah. because of the fact that they're going to immediately make sure that you are not in the TRICARE system for mental health issues as a yeah. result of your tour of duty. We found yeah. this out trying to, me and my brother-in-law and one of our friends all went through CCW class at the same time. And only one of us, uh, our friend Kevin, he was a veteran of the army. And wow. as a result of his career, the person that was doing the interview was like, hey, I have to ask this of you. Did you have any issues coming out of the military? Have you seen uh, you know, a psychologist? Have you seen a therapist? Blah, 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 blah. And he was like, no. And they're like, okay, because we're going to check because that's actually yeah. one of our things now in California is that we actually check service members in particular for any, any kind of former mental health issues as a result of their service because they're all worried about like, post-Vietnam veterans with flashbacks, yeah. and that's where all of these things start PTSD. coming. PTSD. Yes, exactly. PTSD. Or, or like if they had like any type of issues with their wives, like if they had like, let's say they came back and they got in an argument with their wife that probably maybe cheated on them on deployment, and they yell at them and get crazy, the police come, and they have that on the record, they won't allow you to have a weapon either because they say in California because they say you had a domestic dispute. So you can imagine how many military members that they easily give you a firearm over there, have you go to combat, do everything you can do for the country uh, and protect the country, but they won't let you have a weapon to protect your own home. Which right, I bet that's because they're actually, crazy. they're way more scared about a militia started by ex-military because they actually know what you're doing. So they, yeah. you're the last person coming back as a civilian that they want to have, they want you to have access to a gun because you would yeah. actually know what to do with it. Oh yeah, they're going to yeah. limit the people that know how they work way more than the people that they think don't know how it works. Absolutely. Yeah. You get some baby-faced 18-year-old to go over there and all of a sudden come back nine months to 15 months later, a badass with some problems. Yeah, they don't want to meet them on their own streets at all. No, <laughs> definitely not. And they try to, like with the COVID-19, I don't mean to switch subjects, but with the COVID-19, <laughs> what they did is they try to keep us locked down. So yeah. I was thinking they were going to keep us locked down, like really locked down. So it's going to be way too hard to even militia up because you're stuck in your own home trying to protect your own family. It's going to be hard to militia up when they start pushing all these rules and regulations, but... Well, that's anyway, funny because so. where we are, we actually have a, a local militia that they call themselves. And uh, when Antifa was going around doing all their awesome, you know, uh, peaceful protests, 
that <laughs> our militia came up and actually like armed to the teeth standing in the middle of like where the bus said they were going to stop just walking yeah. around they were peaceful antifa rolls up and was like oh nope and kept <laughs> well, rolling uh, they never stopped yeah, yeah. <laughs> joe did you see the did you see the story that antifa started putting out on their on their websites and their forums and their sub forums their oh so secretive sub forums uh that they were thinking about dis <laughs> disrupting sturgis dude every person oh, yeah, i did hear that that i saw that reacted to that was like oh my god please let them and please get as many <laughs> camera crews as you can <laughs> make yeah, sure you show their whatever. vagina hats as they're getting shot <laughs> yeah that, that's a that's an antifa pinata party right there and they were, they were trying to push that uh that basically at first they said there wasn't many cases coming out of uh, sturgis and then they try to push this narrative like all these people caught all this COVID 19 from sturgis oh, yeah. and it's just it's it's right now it's it's like the the new world order basically just took out the the chess you know the chessboard dusted off the pieces and they're just making moves on us right now left and right man it's pretty pretty interesting what's it's crazy to me is how you only hear about the people that actually buy it you don't hear you like on the mainstream media like obviously you can get online you can see people that are standing up against it uh you probably saw the video uh from where me and joe and general from up in shasta county the guy that stood up in the council meeting he ended up going oh. viral and he was he basically told me he's like yeah i'd i'd wear a freaking mask if i were you too I would want to hide my face as well. And he kind of went off and it being this viral video of him standing up as a former military member that was like, yes. you have to understand. He's like, I fought for this country and I'll fight for it again. And that means I'll have to do it in my own streets, which I really, really don't want to do, yeah. but understand that I absolutely will. And when all of us that have done that in the past have to do it on our own soil, that is the last thing that you want. And, uh, I think when the people that just want to be left alone are finally riled yes. enough, enough to the point of taking up arms, that's that's the day that uh, they're dreading. Yes, and and they, the last thing they want, because I'm actually a Christian, I'm a Christian rapper, and I'm a Christian. The last thing they want is 330 million Christian people that are strong physically, biblically, uh, spiritually, that are Bible, you know, Bible thumping Jesus followers ready to go with, with guns they don't want that they want to teach us this narrative that we're all came from monkeys and you know that we're, we're all just all equal with animals they don't want to, they don't want people that be you know bible toting christians ready you're to a, go. So we you're a all, veteran you're a veteran and a christian man you ain't afraid to die twice yeah <laughs> no i'm good hey i'm good bro he's Jesus sprouting e eagle feathers as we guys. speak <laughs> <laughs> so yeah it's, i think it's pretty yeah pretty crazy man um, I did have something uh, to so go off of to the... what you had yeah. said, Josh, about the the Sandy Hook thing, uh, taking it off of YouTube. Um, Sandy Hook. <laughs> uh -huh. Oh, right. Sorry. Handy <laughs> Sook. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. <laughs> so I, I'm sure that you know who Ben Shapiro is. I'm a big supporter of Ben Shapiro yeah. and uh, what yeah. is it? Uh, Youth of America, I think is what their foundation is, that they do a lot of the... Uh, university speaks and whatnot so you can look it up on youtube um ben shapiro and piers morgan now this was seven years ago right after it happened oh. um i don't know if you can see that on there yes okay so it's actually posted by cnn so that's probably why it's on youtube to begin with but uh -huh. it's piers accused of quote standing on the graves of sandy hook children when you said that they used the teachers and the students as an, you know, as a emotional platform to garner what they were trying to hook people on in their agenda, 
Uh-huh. Ben Shapiro actually said it live in that interview is that he said, you have stood on the graves of victims for your agenda for gun control. And of course, Piers Morgan being the British twaffle that he is was like, oh, how dare you? And Ben was ah, like, no. he's like, I've seen you do it multiple times, Piers. He goes, you quote <laughs> all of these kids that have died in this as a reason for why we need more gun control. And then you immediately point it back at Britain as the also uh, you know, poster child for how gun control works. He's like, you guys have more deaths in violent related causes per capita than we do in yeah. America. So stop it with the whole guns being the issue. And you're the, the, the size of California. And CNN is the, the really liberal, you know, and, and they, they right. care when like 20, when the 20 kids die, but they don't care when 800,000 people get aborted, 800,000, you know, uh, babies get aborted a year. They don't care about those kids, but they oh, that's care a- about, you know, when 20 kids die, they made it all huge and crazy, but, and they go, they run to let, they have people run to legislation, start changing laws. But when there's 800,000 kids that are aborted a year, babies that are aborted a year, they don't say anything. So I heard an, all of a sudden. an interesting uh, line the other day that said, only in America is bacteria on Mars life, but not a yes. beating heart. <laughs> that's what I, okay, so basically that's Tom McDonald. I said it on the other podcast. He says, how is a bacteria oh, the rapper? life on Mars? Yes. How is I love Tom life- McDonald. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. How is, how is a bacteria life on Mars, but a beating heart is not life on Earth? What a <laughs> sick, deep line that he spit right there. It was awesome. Very awesome. Good, good line right there. All right. So I'm, uh, go ahead and move on to your next point, uh, if, you have an, if you have another one in line with this. I was, I was basically just trying to go over the narrative that they were trying to tell us. You know, he had seven magazines. He had two handguns, AR-15. And in eight minutes, you know, he ended up killing 20 kids and six adults. Uh, he shot like 153 rounds off. It was three to people who were shot three to 11 times. And then, like I said, there was 15 of them in the bathroom piled on top of each other. And, and one of the kids lived. Uh, and on a side note, basically, uh, I saw an interview with one of the teachers. And, she, and this was like two days after the shooting. And she said that a day after this, she said that, um, I quote, she was in the classroom and I took my students into the bathroom and all 15 students were in the bathroom and that it was only three feet by two feet, which is not big enough for 15 kids. So it didn't sound right. And she said that she had some kids on the toilet. People were stacked together. And uh, that, that, the bathroom thing is kind of the same thing that it seems like happened when there was, you know, when Adam Lanza went in and he killed the 15 of the people. I guess maybe they all paused in the bathroom. He shot the door open. Maybe started shooting all the kids. But according to her, it's only three feet by two feet. So 15 students really, I don't even think 15 students would even fit on a three feet by two feet bathroom so it sounded kind of fishy um so basically uh and then so and then also after after that while the shooting was going on there was a there was a secretary and a nurse i guess the secretary was the first 911 call and uh, there was an interview between the school nurse and she said adam lanza walked into her office she ducked down she could see the shooter's feet so you could tell that they're kind of just building more drama and then he left the bill he left the room uh, basically just adding more drama to the story. And then they said the nurse, they said the nurse and the secretary uh, hid inside the closet for four hours. And the police said that they cleared the building at like 11.30. But obviously they didn't clear the, they didn't clear the room that those, those, those women were in because they didn't get out of the, there till because four hours later would have been at 1.15. So basically she was, she, that's, the, 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 the police were saying they cleared the whole building 
but they didn't clear that building where the secretary or the, the uh, staff room that the secretaries were at. I thought that was kind of an interesting thing right there. That's Are you happened. under, do you um, think, do you think that it happened and that they used it for the gun control agenda or do you think they made it all up for the gun control agenda? Uh, my, that, I'm a Christian, and so it's like if they, if they actually did pass away there, I, that's going to be really offensive for me to say that it didn't happen. All I know is that I think that uh, there's a lot of stuff, like the actual narrative that the media tried to tell us, I don't believe happened. I think, it, I think me, personally, I think with all the stuff that I've been studying, and I want to just say it on the record, I think that there was, I mean, there was stuff that is definitely conflicting. Like there was 600 kids that were supposed to have come out of the building, and I never saw any footage of 600 kids coming out of the building because uh, there was other six, 600 other kids. There was 60 teachers also. I don't know where they went because I, I would think that they'd want to interview some of those people. I only saw a few interviews with some of the kids, like the survivors. And uh, so I think maybe in, in my expert opinion with everything I've studied, that it might have been a drill gone live, like a drill, you know? Uh, they had a Happens few, all they had the time. A drill, they had a drill in 2007. Uh, that, that the Lieutenant, Lieutenant Vance, which is the Connecticut State Police, they had a drill that they conducted where they, um, you know, just like, I think it was like in 2007, so it was kind of the same thing. They had two active shooters, they went in, and, and I think that this was a drill gone live. And basically, there was, it was like people were on a need-to-know basis. It sounds like, it sounds crazy, and, and, but it's just, that's kind of what, what, I'm, what I'm following by just studying and going through all this stuff, you know? Most of this stuff does sound crazy, and that's why we sound crazy when we talk about it. <clears throat> but uh, we yeah. talked about it maybe even on the last one about how the devil's in the details with all this stuff. And yeah. it's, the, it's the same idea as the 9-11 thing. Like, I think it happened, but it did, definitely did not happen the way that it was portrayed to us. There are so many missing pieces in that one that that should be... Yeah. The, big, the biggest red pill for literally the whole world. Everybody should be looking at 9-11 yeah. as the basis of why we shouldn't trust what the fuck we're being told. Yeah, 9-11 was huge. I mean, and, and it, that's crazy because like our brothers, you know, like in, in the military, it, it, people died for that. You know, yeah. <clears throat> here's a side note too. George Bush, he, you know, he was the one that, 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 that pushed us into war, him and Dick Cheney. But the Wounded Warriors Foundation asked him to do a speech for them and he charged them $100,000 to do the speech to talk to what? the soldiers that were wounded from, you know, in the war that he pushed us into doing. So that, side note, another thing that's pretty crazy about our, our um, ex-president, you know. I assume that you know who uh, Matt Best from Black Rifle Coffee is, correct? Yes. Okay. I'm a huge fan of him. I bought his book like the week it came out. And I was reading through it and everything. And part of what he said was... Uh, <clears throat> He went down to watch his older brother graduate uh, wow. Marine boot camp, and they got it called off because the morning that his brother graduated was 1911, and they had a base oh. lockdown right after it happened. So okay. two years later, him, his brothers, and everybody else, they're like, well, we want to go kill the bad guys, clearly. Yeah. I mean, everybody after 1911, that was like the last time that I remember after coming out of the Clinton era and into the Bush era. I remember yeah. seeing with the technology age, you actually had all of this availability to watch the country come together. Everybody was praying. Everybody was hugging each other. Flags were everywhere. Yeah. People were patriotic. Everybody wanted to get revenge, 
even even us in California, where it was on the other side of the other side of the United oh. States, like a whole other world away, we were still like, let's you know, let's go get those yeah. guys. So it's Patriotic. crazy that that happened with Bush that he would do that because that's awful. That's absolutely awful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's just how they work, you know. Um, there were patriotic people that during that time, and there was also people going to more people going to church, you know, and, a lot, yeah. and relying on God. So that was that was actually a positive that did come out of that huge negative, you know, definitely. So um, let's see, let's see where we're at on here. So, so you guys, uh, what so. You, what so the meeting's going to end, the meeting's going to end in 10 minutes. I'm just letting you know, I just okay. got a notification. Got so at like around six o'clock, we'll just have to stop and then restart. Sorry. Okay. You, still got, you still got some time, Josh. I didn't want you We're... to get in the middle of something yeah. really good and then have to stop. Yeah. Okay, cool. So yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll yeah, give you a, f a five minute warning then, and we can just uh, pick up where we left off. We can take a five minute break oh, or something no too, whatever. Okay, I don't know what in the office. Yeah. So, um, what do you guys think? Uh, what do you guys think about, uh, about that i don't want to say, even say it. what do you guys think happened i don't know where you guys stand on it Baby i heard a lot of one. cool theories about uh the guy adam lanza being like a manchurian candidate like getting activated and like being kind of like hypnotized uh -huh. and going in and doing that but for the agenda of the military or the government for gun control uh -huh. so they could kind of use him okay. but i don't know it was just a cool thing i heard but yeah. I think our That's government, good, good, I think our theory. government takes anything though and uses it for their advantage. Just like this COVID thing. It's kind of a bullshit. It's like a cold, a different version. And they're like, Ooh, what can we do with this? Let's make it a really big deal. So that never we let a good crisis go to waste. Want to accomplish. And that yeah, kind of been that's the same exactly. Yes. Yeah. I, I just, and what, what do you think uh, about it? I, are you talking to me or Ben? Yeah, I'm talking to you. I'm talking to you. Okay. Um, I think people probably died there, which really sucks, especially um, since it was kids. Like you said, the heartstring hook, um, the hook. But I, th there's, I think the last legitimate school shooting was probably Columbine. That one was, I, uh -huh. I haven't looked, I haven't like delved into that one, but it was still kind of in the, the mid nineties where it's not that you could believe what you were told, but there was a lot more footage and stuff available. Uh, all, all the other yeah. ones since then seem really trumped up, like the Parkland shooting, uh, okay. SH, all these other ones. So whether they actually yeah. happened or not, I don't really, I mean, besides people dying, I don't think it really matters. I just think they use it for what they want to use it for, regardless of what actually yeah. happened. Well, like, and you uh, want to take it? Basically, like, yeah, I think uh, the Columbine, the Columbine one actually was... Um, was actually they had video footage and that was in the 90s and they had video footage of everything going on uh let me see yeah how uh, odd is that there we go so they had video footage of it i think and then they also had like uh the, the police were actually shooting back into the building there was actually fires it was like like and they demolished they ended up uh, rebuilding that high school um you know after that happened but you and there's actually a motive in this one you know there's a motive it's like people were picking on these kids and these kids actually had like you, you see stuff online of them posting stuff, them, them mad at the people that are picking on them, they're bullying them. They have a hit list, they kill the 13 people, and then they kill themselves, and then it's over. This guy, Adam Lanza, had no motive. He's more ballsy than like the Mexican mafia or, or the Italian mafia, because there's a code that they use where they don't go and kill children. This guy, Adam Lanza, goes in and smokes kids, 20 kids, like it's nothing, bro. And that's 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 it's just like you gotta have a motive. Whenever well, that's where you gotta happens, think you gotta find so a motive. 
something like the Manchurian Candidate kind of makes sense, where he's kind of uh, MK Ultra yeah. into doing. Well, especially you know, if they're saying he has Asperger's. I worked with kids with autism for two years. They don't do that. I'm I'm sorry. Everyone's different, but like right. I've never met a yeah. kid with Asperger's who's an unkind person. They're really interested in like dinosaurs yeah. and like nerdy shit. Like they're not they're not trying to go yeah. kill a bunch of people. Or if they were into guns, they'd be super into the gun and they'd know every single thing about the gun, how it works, every part, every piece, and break it down. But they wouldn't be interested yeah. in ending lives with it they don't have emotional um i don't want to say they don't have emotions but they don't think like that they're not like oh i'm gonna go hurt a bunch of people's feelings they don't even process it that way that's not well, how their brain works no, i actually completely agree with that because i i'm not <laughs> not on the spectrum uh but when it comes to guns um what it, that's what i find enjoyable is i'm not into hunting even though joe and i were raised by somebody who went hunting almost every year for me, I absolutely love guns because I love the idea. Oh, by the way, five minute warning. Um, I love the idea of okay. ballistics. I love the idea uh -huh. of how they work, how the bullets are, what they do, how far I can shoot and all of that stuff. So I love going to the range. Uh -huh. I love having my guns. But for me, it's not about anything other than the fact that they're really cool pieces of machinery, the way that some people view cars. So it doesn't make me want to uh -huh. sit there and be like, oh, what would it be like if this suddenly killed someone or a bunch of people? Yeah. And I don't oh, yeah, you got to be mentally ill. And that's the problem is that they're not checking mental illness before you drive a car. They're, I mean, you yeah. should see some of the people that are allowed to drive yeah. a car. I mean, he also Jesus must Christ. have had something else besides Asperger's because that doesn't, it's not mental illness. Like it's not a mental illness. Right, it's right. just a condition. Yeah. So it doesn't make you not fit to have a gun. It just, uh, he, and if he had depression, he could have had other things, I guess. But Asperger's, I wouldn't yeah. say would qualify him to say, oh, he shouldn't have had a gun then. Well, that's all. Yeah. Well, they said basically later, later on, they said that they, cause they said that the hard drive was crushed and, and, and they said later on that they actually uh, got some information off of it and they built a narrative for a motive. Like they said they had a spreadsheet full of a bunch of mass murderers uh, that he had pedophilia on there and of that course. he had like a suicide note that he wrote. So they kind of tried to build something like, Hey, this, this kid has been he's crazy the whole time. But the thing is when you start having like pedophilia stuff on your computer, the FBI, like, they're going to see that, you know, they're going to see stuff like that. Like when you start like Googling stuff, they're going to start being a little bit onto you, you know, if you're, and the spreadsheet. I mean, I guess, I don't know what, what that was about, but I think they're just trying to build like a motive. Um, those are those some other weird stuff. Okay. So basically first I'm going to talk about the chief medical examiner, Dr. Wayne Carver. So basically a year before Sandy Hook happened, he passed a bill that all pediatric autopsy reports would be unavailable to the public and death certificates. So the medic and he was so adamant about getting this bill passed, he said that he would resign if they don't pass it. So basically a year before Sandy Hook, he had those bills passed. And also a separate bill that information on child homicides will be unavailable to the public. So when people are trying to get, you know, basically gain information on what was going on with the autopsies, uh, the death certificates, everything was made unavailable and the bill passed. So this was um, Dr. Fauci? <laughs> no, Dr. Wayne Carver. Oh, Dr. No. Fauci. <laughs> That's funny. Um, Dr. Wayne Carver. So basically, he had a deposition that I found on YouTube. It was cool. On 5-21-2019, uh, basically, he was saying that um, he said the health department and, the, and he said that the army helped him build, uh, like, and his autopsy crew helped him build, like, a portable autopsy building. And all the autopsies that happened on Sandy Hook were actually performed on site at Sandy Hook. That really sounds super fishy to me. 
that that happened. This is a deposition where he's actually under oath. So he said, I don't know why he said the army. This guy is weird anyways. I don't know if you guys have ever seen him. He giggles and laughs whenever he mentions kids dying and all this stuff. But he says that the army and the health department helped him build this little key, uh, like this little, uh, what is it, like maybe like a tent or something. And that he did all the autopsies on site with his staff. And they were there till like 1030 at night. And what he said is he took, he had a photographer take pictures of all the kids and that all the parents were okay with, the, that with identifying the bodies with just a picture. And I have kids where I would never, ever be okay with that happening. But he no said way. that the parents were okay with him just taking a picture of the kids and they were okay with just seeing the picture and identifying the body that way. And his excuse, this is under oath, was that he, he didn't want to bring them back to the gruesome scene and also, he didn't want them to have to drive an hour to go to his office to identify the bodies. So, under oath, <laughs> you wouldn't want to go out of your way to identify your own child. <laughs> that, that, to me, is super fishy. And he said that he did seven autopsies, and the victims, the kids, had seven to ten, uh, three to eleven gunshot wounds in each kid. So that that that's that's pretty uh, pretty excessive. You know, the gunman would shoot that many that many times into into a baby you know or into uh into a kid um there's also a couple of discrepancies i kind of wanted to get into i got these from a uh, wolf game how big which is a big big uh conspiracy theorist on this uh, he said that there was no trauma helicopters that 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 were that even got sent off the ground period and you and he actually verified that by calling the company that that would have the helicopters go off the ground so no trauma helicopters um the children that they took to dan perry hospital actually went from, instead of going to a paramedic, which should have been pulled up right in front of the school, they got put into a police car and taken to the firehouse, and then they got taken to the hospital that way. So that just sounds very really fishy to me. That's why when you talk about Columbine, you see all the paramedics pull up, and anybody that was injured, they got put into the vehicle. There's actually footage of that because the news was there filming, but we don't see any kids, uh, any dead bodies being taken out of the building. We don't see any bodies at all. All we see is one injured person uh, that, that they actually had going to an um, uh, ambulance that they actually showed on the news. That's all they showed. We didn't see any of the kids that were injured that they talked about. Um, and also, there was no paramedics allowed in the building. Only police officers and law enforcement allowed in the building. So no paramedics actually entered. None of them got to go in there trying to perform CPR on the kids. I thought that was crazy. And then who declared the kids legally dead that day? Usually, you'd have to take uh, there's people that have been died and that are dead for 20 minutes and they still take them to the hospital and then they basically perform CPR and then the doctors would, would, would say that they're legally dead. None of the kids were, were taken out of there. Uh, only three of them actually, they said, that actually got worked on at a hospital, but I don't know who declared them dead that day. Um, and a couple other things, like a side note, um, the school was filthy, full of mold mildew on the doors that was, was what was ported through a newspaper there was asbestos in the building high levels of lead in the paint uh there was no handicap ramp which doesn't sound like the school you know like the school would be able to um be open if they don't have that um and basically what they did is whenever something like this happens i always say to follow the money right like like when you talk about 9-11 you got 2.1 trillion dollars that disappeared the day before mm -hmm. and then they blew up uh the building that's holding all that information mm -hmm. in it you follow the money. So look at this. There's, there's millions and millions of dollars that got sent to Sandy Hook, okay? Let's, I'm just going to name off a few. So the charity raised $27 million for the survivors 
and the parents of Sandy Hook. Uh, the state of Connecticut got $50 million to tear down and rebuild the Sandy Hook School. General Electric donated $15 million to the parents of Sandy Hook, $7.1 million in federal grants. The law enforcement officers got $2.5 million uh, and also $7.1 million you know, for the first responders and law enforcement all got donated to them. Uh, there's $1.5 million from the Department of Education. I could, go, I could keep going on and on. And all the parents, what they did is when, you know, they, they basically started pushing for gun control. Like, like, I mean, they were pushing hard in the paint. Uh, and, and some of them, like most of them actually started like a Sandy Hook fund. Like there was Emily Parker's parents started a safeandsound.org. 32 million students have, have, have been helped by this, which is cool. Uh, but there's Jesse Lewis Kid uh, Fund. Two, point mil like two million people from 95 countries donated to this, which is crazy money. Uh, the Sandy Hook Promise.org. Five million people donated money to this foundation. I could keep going on and on, but there's so much money that was donated to these people. And if you're running a nonprofit organization, all you have to do is just run it. And it's nonprofit, but your salary is going to be huge from that. You can make your salary whatever you want. You can make a million dollars a year if you want, as you have, you have enough money coming in. So as you can tell, a lot of money, a lot of money was sent to them and distributed to the parents. And 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 to me, it was it was really pretty mind-boggling. That seems to happen a lot with major events. Too, uh, I hate to bring it up, but the George Floyd thing—they started a GoFundMe for that, and they got millions of dollars. Not saying they shouldn't get millions of dollars, but it is interesting how these things trigger people to open their checkbooks and just you know send yeah. complete strangers yeah. tons of money. But the but yeah, like the, the the messed up part to me is that these things happen every day. It just ends up being the ones they donate to are the ones that we end up hearing about because those are the ones they want us to hear about. That's why it's suspicious. Yeah. Yeah. That's why it seems like it was created. What was the motive? I mean, what was that school involved in something? Like what would be the motive to create this to happen? It almost sounds like a good way to get rid of a bunch of kids for yeah. uh, some I mean, trafficking. It sounds like it was created by some people. <laughs> it just does. Okay, so some higher up, like it would definitely be higher ups, but there were yeah, some huge sure. bills that got passed. And the motives, I'm going to tell you guys, biblically, you guys got to think, you know, we're, we're starting to get into the end times, you know, we're basically, you know, the Antichrist will be coming, Jesus' return, uh, the mark of the beast, as you see with like the vaccines and all the stuff that Bill Gates is coming with, these, these computer chips they're going to put in your hand. As so referenced in your act, song. So for them to actually put the mark of the beast through, they're going to have to get the weapons. If not, you're going to have people lined up, shooting, you're going to have people militiaing up. So I think that it's basically they're just one step at a time, slowly taking weapons. Like there's three states like New York, Massachusetts, and Connecticut where they have no weapons. You're not allowed to have any weapons. They got banned from everything. So basically they're going to slowly try to do that. Uh, California, they, they haven't done it yet, but here's the thing. When you go against the military, we have fully automatic weapons. We have um, uh, 249 Bravo. Well, we got all these different weapons. Yeah. 50 cows. How are we going to go against them with a semi-automatic with 10 rounds? And in California, you have to open the weapon up to even unload the clip and then put the clip in. We're going to get demolished. So all they're doing is just slowly making it so that we're not equal to the military when they push the beast. This is what I'm thinking. I'm not saying it's fact. When they push the mark of the beast on us and when people start trying to militia up, we don't have the correct weaponry to even go against the military or whoever whoever would be coming against us because i would think the government has to be the ones pushing the mark of the beast when it happens the one government uh you know the, the one world currency as you see is already happening 
they're getting into the digital dollar now, trying to make it so that the, the dollar just goes downhill now. And uh, they say we're in for a dark winter because of COVID. There's a lot of stuff happening, bro. But I just it's all happening. I don't worry about nothing. I just stay prayed up. And I, I'm always, I always, you just got to read your Bible, man. That's, that's what I, I tell everybody, man. Well, so it's funny because no, ma- no matter what uh, religion or if you're Christian or not, it doesn't really matter. I asked, uh, do you know who Charlie Robinson is? We've had him on a I couple of times. Uh, Charlie Robinson, no, I don't. Awesome dude, you got to read his book too. But yeah, he uh, he's not he's kind of agnostic. But I even asked him on the last time he was on. I was like, dude, what do you think about all this Mark of the Beast revelation type stuff? Because it's kind of happening. And he's like, I'm not a Christian, but Revelations makes a lot of sense right now. I'm like, yeah, it (laughs) it doesn't matter if you're a Christian or not. Go read that book; it'll freak you out a little bit. Okay. So like you gotta you gotta see like there's only like Jesus's name is super powerful as a rap artist they they have contracts that say that you cannot say Jesus in your rap so you gotta know that Jesus's name is super powerful they never say you can't say Muhammad you can't say Buddha you can't say anything but you can't say Jesus so basically you can tell and then also like on on Joe Rogan podcast he, he I like I mean his podcast is very intellectual and, and he, he has some great points. But, like, I heard Eddie Bravo on there, and he was talking. He was saying that, you know, all these conspiracy series, they end up going back to the Bible. And as soon as he mentioned that, you see Joe Rogan just go, oh, dude, you're not telling me you're reading the Bible. Not that stupid thing. <laughs> Bear-eating kids. Like, they try to stay away from it. But, all, like, we're trying to uncover, you know, stuff that it's hidden. You know, the truth is, is in the Bible. You start reading the Bible and you see like, that all these things that are actually happening, that are conspiracy theories, are backed up by demonic entities or by the devil. And it's all evil. And us as conspiracy theorists, we're trying to evil and expose it. So what better way to do it than to read the Bible, get into your word, pray to God, and, and expose these evil, but don't do it in like a malicious way. You know, like right now, the, the Sandy Hook thing, I'm not 100% sure that it was a drill. It's just the stuff that I'm studying. I feel like it could have been. I feel like I feel bad for. I, I didn't see the parents like like you know. If you lost a kid, you're not going to be smiling like three days later, like in an interview saying, you know, just forgive forgive the shooter. I'm glad that they did do that because that's good as a Christian. But I forgive the shooter. They weren't crying. I don't see tears. You got to see tears. It's an emotion that happens whenever like something bad happens. I didn't see any tears, real tears coming out of the parents' face. Like I didn't see real real emotion. What they did is they said, you know what we're going to do? We're going to handle our situation the way we want to handle it. Uh, love, unity, you know, and if you think about unity and the way that they're pushing it, it's like they want the one world government. Everybody needs to be unity, unified. And it's, uh, it's, just, it's just crazy how or, they it on us. Or three days later, when you could see that footage, is because uh-huh. if, you follow, if you were capable of following the money far enough, uh, assuming that it was a drill or something like that, who the hell knows whether or not some of those parents received a, you know, a good compensation for the fact that their kid died. And That's what I'm, I'm saying, sorry, man. but there are some crappy parents out there that would be like, I'm a millionaire now. Fuck it. Yeah. Or, or, yeah, or here's, another, here's another crazy theory to think about. They said that there was a lot of intelligence uh, people that lived in Sandy Hook, a lot of intelligence <clears throat> officers, political figures that lived in Sandy Hook and, and that Sandy Hook was a prestigious school. So if you think about it, all you got to do is just have the CIA members intelligence move to that city for like, like an undercover operation of the 26 parents. And then you, cause some of those people barely just moved there. 
and then you can have them just go, go with the drill and say that it happened and that they're just going to pay you off and they all got money. That's, that's why you see all this money getting donated. I mean, if I, 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 know, I find man. it hard to believe that they call it a prestigious school with all of the different things wrong with it physically that you mentioned earlier. A prestigious yeah. school with mold, no ramp, and all uh -huh. of that. Uh, that doesn't make much sense to me. Yeah, but who wrote that report, okay. you know? Fair. Like <laughs> right. Well, yeah. Oh, I was talking about, like, the, the newspaper that wrote about that? Yeah, I mean... Um, it... That's why they said they had to demolish it. You know, obviously they said... And obviously the kids died in there, so they want to take out the school and build a new one. But um, that's why they said they had to do it. And and what happened was the, the guy Wolfgang Helbig, he actually tried to take him to court and get documents on when they did the school cleaning, what, you know, like basically janitor reports, any emails between janitor, because he knows that you have to have the school set up, you know, the month, you know, basically during the summer. And he couldn't get any of those reports. The Freedom, Freedom of Information Act was what he was trying to use. And he got he couldn't get anything out of uh, the school wow. district. Or even when he had a lawyer present, he couldn't get anything. He just got a few little things here and there. They couldn't explain, like, the, the field trip of the kids that went to the Super Bowl, where 26 of them sang. And I, I don't know where those kids went either. I don't know if you guys remember that, like, those 26 kids from Sandy Hook that were survivors that sang at the Super Bowl. And never heard from them again. I don't huh. know if you guys remember that. No, I don't remember yeah, that the, one at all. The next 2014 is our 2013 i think our 2014 they had 26 kids sing at the super bowl and instead of choir from sandy hook for survivors they all sang it was like a field one and i never heard from those kids ever again you know never never so That's it was pretty so interesting weird. stuff man well i hate the i have a big super problem weird. with the freedom freedom of information act requests anyway just because they're kind of bullshit you have to they charge you uh -huh. so much money to get these what are supposed to be publicly accessible documents, then after months of, you know, going through the ringer to get these things and probably thousands of dollars, you get these documents. And the only word that isn't redacted is the, like, yeah. you look, you see some of these FOIA out. requests and it's like, we have the documents and it's all black lines, except for the of, and it's like, oh, Okay, yeah, how is that freedom of information? Get anything Come on. is insane. Like, Good thing I paid five thousand for that. The higher ups want yeah. us to. Yeah, and and basically, we the, the thing that, that that people don't understand is is we as taxpayers we pay law enforcement, we pay the government salary with our taxes. So uh, what they did is they made it classified. The information with Sandy Hook, they made it classified. Um, the police report came out, but the FBI stuff is all classified. So why are you going to classify a school shooting like Columbine? All the ones that I feel really did happen, they didn't classify those at all. So why did they classify Sandy Hook? You know that there's just a lot of stuff that that makes you like really think like why would it be like this? Like why wouldn't you just give us a little information on certain things that 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 we should have access to as taxpayers? You know simple simple things that that would that would explain it. I don't want to see like a crime scene photo of the kids. You know I don't need to see that. But at least yeah. kind of like all the questions that we do have, at least release it to. They didn't release it to us, you know. It's well, been a long time. One of the biggest things with this uh, incident in particular is that that was the one thing that got a certain Alex Jones canned off of literally every platform on the same day. How uh, how weird is that? Uh, the same day, he the day he mentions that, and he's just poof disappeared from the internet. Besides his own website, and he got sued. He got sued for, for this, you know, for defamation of the, of the character of the parents. 
So he did get sued, and then he had to go on on an interview, and and he had, he was pushing that Sandy Hook was like a, a straight hoax and everything, and then he got sued, and then when the money when they start messing with his money, he went on this, this interview saying that it was a he just has an episode of psychosis, and all these conspiracy theories have psychosis. <laughs> That's so thinking that this up. thing is a hoax. It is, and it was a guy that was like he was really backing Wolfgang Helbig. I keep bringing his name up. He was backing this guy to the end, and then he just dropped him off the face of the earth and told him that we all we're all we're all uh, diagnosed with psychosis. And and <laughs> Alex Jones, I mean, I used to, man when I when I, I used to listen to him about nine eleven, like I used to listen to him about a whole bunch of stuff and be like, man, this guy this guy is like telling us all this stuff. I think he's just like a little Ponzi that feeds us the information the government wants us to, so that we have the media, the mainstream media. Then we got Alex Jones over here with his little conspiracy theories, and I think he's planted. You know, he's got 40 or $50 million deep right now. Oh, and yeah. Once they started messing with his money, he pulled back the reins on, on the whole Sandy Hook thing. So that's, it's kind of like... That's like the ultimate really? conspiracy theory, though, is saying that uh, Alex Jones is controlled opposition. There's a lot of people that say uh, Rogan is too now at this point. Like, oh, maybe not geez. maybe not in the beginning, but, dude, I stopped listening to him when the COVID thing started because he had this doctor wow. come on that was just vomiting all these talking points the media were talking about. I'm like, Rogan, what are you doing? Like, you, you're supposed to have yeah. different views on this doctor. who's was like, we expect 65 million dead. And, all, and that's when I was like, oh, my God, I can't listen anymore. Fuck. I love Rogan. I can't listen anymore. I like the, the the virus mutated to COVID twenty one, and uh, like there's going to be more deaths, and, Jesus and like, it's crazy, man. It's crazy. I like Joe Rogan to me, bro. He was he was so he's, a, he's it's great because he got like the UFC fighter, like John Lovman, that like uh, manly, you know, like he's down with the military type of stuff. But yeah. then now that he's signed with Spotify, he's got like a, a whole agenda he has to fulfill, to you know, to push. And then he does a little bit of like pulling back the more as much as he used to. And he's super scientific. He doesn't believe in God. And every time that anybody mentions Jesus or God on his podcast, he's like, Oh, you mean, uh, you mean him, you know? And, uh, he, he doesn't, he doesn't allow them to truly start speaking about the word or Jesus or, or anything really deep about, about Christianity. He always avoids it. So I, I used to listen to Joe Rogan a lot and I'm into UFC. So I respect him. But at the same time, I see exactly what you're talking about, how he does that. He, he kind of goes with the mainstream media narrative. Is, and he tried to like curb he out. He tried to curb that, too, because as soon as he, he told everybody that he signed that deal, he made promises all over to everybody that that wasn't going to be what happened. And everybody called BS. We're like, yeah, for a truckload of money, you're not going to change your program even a little bit. I'm not yeah. going to yeah. $100 million is a fucking lot of money. <laughs> Yo, you got to think. Think about this. Think about this, dude. Okay, Dana White, he owns the UFC, right? I'm not owns it, I'm sorry. He was he was with the UFC for 25 years, and when they sold the UFC, he made like 130 million. And people were like, wow, I can't believe you made that money, Dana White. He stuck with the UFC all the way for like 26 years. Joe Rogan comes along with his podcast pro and makes a 100 million, bro. I was like, oh my goodness. I mean, he's a genius for doing it. But you gotta think, Dana White must have been like, Man, how did you do that? Like, it took him 10 years to make 100 million, man. Yeah. He's all, you're just That's the pothead commentator. Look at yeah. you. Dana White's <laughs> like, I, I haven't I haven't fucking smoked weed in 30 years, and you smoke weed every day, and you make that? What the fuck? Yeah. It sucks to hear that he's not, it sucks to hear that he's not open-minded, though. He used to be open-minded. He'd have random people come on, and Everybody. even if he didn't believe in it, even if he chooses not to believe in God or whatever, he would never say, yeah. I listened to Joe Rogan way back in the day, 
and he was never like that. He would listen to like flat earth theory and like, or anything about religion or aliens or anything. And he would be like, huh, that's interesting. And he'd listen. And so to hear that he's like pushing back on religion is pretty sad. Well, I mean, he had on Ben Shapiro twice and two of the episodes that he had on Ben Shapiro here, he made sure to make the point, and this is before he signed with Spotify because that was, I think the last episode he did was two years ago, but he would always start it out with saying, Ben, you are probably one of the most misunderstood friends that I have just because of the side that you come from. And uh-huh. he would always listen to anything that, that Shapiro had to say, any of the things uh, that sounded like, you know, the right kind of nutty things that the media always tells us is the alt-right nutty parts. And uh, yeah. he was always open-minded to it. He didn't, he didn't give a crap about what you said on his show because he was always like, even if he didn't think it, he was always like, oh, that's so interesting. Like I've yeah. never thought about that before. <laughs> yeah. You don't have to agree, yeah. it's just yeah. listening. Yeah, and to be fair, exactly. I will always love Joe Rogan as a comedian. I will watch his shit yeah. over and over again. Oh no, One I of love my Joe favorites. Rogan, but, but the just... whole thing that's going on right now with his show, you can't get, uh, in my conspiracy mind, you can't get that big and have that big of a reach and still be on the air and not be compromised. Gotta yeah, be there's a, something you in that be contract. Puppet, bro. You gotta be a puppet, He signed some you know? Faustian deal. Yeah, you gotta be a puppet, you know? Like, once you start getting that kind of money, somebody is gonna be, like, controlling the strings, and you're gonna be a puppet in some way, you know? And I'm, I'm not gonna... I don't wanna, you know, put him down or anything. I mean, more power to him, you know? But I just noticed, like, when people say, like, God on there, he means, you, you mean the universe? You know, like, stuff like that. I, I, I just... Things like that. I used to listen to him, but yeah, I haven't really listened to him lately. Once in a while, I turn it on when I hear him, like with the military guy, like the black coffee guy. I listened to that episode. Oh, yeah. And, uh, or Kali yeah, and Noir. I totally understand, man. Yeah. Yeah, I it's haven't listened. Enough, I, I, literally, the last one I listened to was, I think, in March when he had that doctor on. And I was like, dude, you should be the last one that's scared about that. What are you doing? He's still awesome. But yeah, I mean, he probably was like, okay, you have to have this guy on just once in a that while. That was even you before have have Spotify. That's what makes me think he was compromised thing. a while ago, but we'll stop bashing Rogan. Yeah. He's a cool no, guy. No, I'm not bashing Rogan at all. I love I know Rogan. I was. <laughs> I'm just saying he used to be so open-minded when I listened. So what you guys are saying, it's sad to hear that he's not open-minded about certain things. So we're coming up yeah. on an hour and a half, and I know you told me an hour to okay. an hour and a half. So we will wrap you up, let you get back to your family. Uh, okay. You're sitting in your car also, so that fucking sucks. So. But thank you so much for coming on. And uh, if you want to come no back problem. on again, let me know and we'll set something I'm up. Down, this bro. is fun. You, you know I'm way more than down. I do. So. All you, I don't know more than you. Definitely not. I, all I know is all you got to do is send me like a subject. Give me like uh, about four or five <laughs> days to kind of study it. And I'll, and, I'll, and I'll come with whatever I come with, bro. And uh, also, uh, I, I'm definitely checking out you guys' podcast. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to share you guys' podcast with my friends. Awesome. And, uh, oh, yeah, thank you. Listening. Anybody that's listening out there to the podcast, uh, show love, man. It takes a, it, It's hard to, to start a podcast or to, to do music, and, and it's hard to get out there and just uh, start start doing it. It looks like you guys have your uh, foot in the door, and you guys are doing good things. So We're trying. Uh, definitely show this guy some love, guys. Uh, follow, leave a review on the I, you know, Apple, uh, Apple I, I, what is it, Apple iPod or something like that. Uh, Apple, the Steve Apple Jobs. Pod, sorry, Apple, <laughs> Apple Podcasts. Show some love, give them five star reviews, and uh, and and leave some reviews, guys. All right, man. Josh, how 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 can people reach you? Uh, my, my Instagram is uh, at Josh Monday Music. Uh, my YouTube is at Josh Monday Music, and I also have like a topic page that's uh, 
Uh, if you go to YouTube and just search Josh Monday, you'll see a lot of my music. I got about seven or eight songs up. Uh, and one of them is Signs of Things to Come. It's one that actually that. connected us connected us to each other, which, which I've been connected to a few. A lot of the conspiracy theorists have been like sending me messages like, hey, I love that song. Uh, and, and I love that I, song. It's a badass song. Oh, thank you so much. I appreciate it. And, and God is great. You know, I, I pray to God before I write anything. So he gave me that, I think, because of the times that we're in. And he gave me another artist. His name is B-T-E. Uh, it's like Brandon T is his name. He's also on the song, and uh, God bless us with the with the great song. I think we got like uh, eighteen thousand Spotify hits, which is cool. Holy um, shit! And wow. So God God is doing really uh, moving, you know, moving with us. So that's I, awesome. I, yeah, and we're like, gonna actually uh, play the song as the outro music, so that everybody gets a little taste of it. So. All right, thank and you. Guys thank you for so your much. express written consent on that too. I gotta say that on the record. <laughs> oh, you guys have it. Yeah, you definitely have the consent to do anything with that song. <laughs> it's all good. Thanks all right, for coming man. on, man. Thanks for your service once again. Yeah, thank Appreciate you so you. much. Have a good night. Uh, thank you, guys. Please uh, send me a DM if you want me back on. Okay, guys. You got. Will it. do. Oh yeah, for sure. All right, thank you. All right, bye. God bye. bless you guys. All right, bye. The is a deep state ploy. Lisa be the piece, saying you was just a toy. COVID nineteen, go and grab a mask and toy. What if I relay that and maybe something more? Sitting in the park in the heat, stomach empty, starving to eat. Palms are sweaty, heart starting to beat. I'm about to get beheaded because you didn't take the mark of the beast. Bill Gates doesn't care about black teens. He's trying to alter our DNA by giving us vaccines. These elite Satanists are the psychoists. They preparing our bodies to accept the microchip. We even got liberals trying to become like Rambo. Going to Bass Pro, buying up the guns and ammo. Instead of sporting flannels, now they're buying camos. If you don't think this is end times, just read the book of Daniel. COVID-19 got me Googling my next Ruger. And going to Target practice to become the best shooter. I'm questioning Sandy Hook and I'm a 9-11 truther. That's sick of getting duped by that goof, fantasy Cooper. What you think they're doing right now? They're testing us. These stimulus checks were distributed to invest in us. It's population control. They want less of us. They want to take out the weak and only keep the rest of us. I'm battle-tested. Like a barbarian And I got the scars to prove it Like a cesarean I feel like I'm half white And I'm half Targaryen The devil wants to kill me For the cross that I'm carrying Can you imagine sitting in the park In the heat Stomach empty Starving to eat Palms are sweaty Heart starting to beat About to get beheaded Cause you didn't take the mark of the beast Bill Gates doesn't care about black teens He's trying to alter our DNA By giving us vaccines These elite Satanists Are the psychoists They prepare in our bodies to accept the microchip can you imagine walking into a wells fargo not being able to withdraw money because you ain't got a barcode on your right hand or your forehead if you don't take the mark of the beast you're gonna fall to the floor dead head cut off bodies squirming our own government acting like nazi germans they want us to live in fear filled with uncertainty one world government under one currency i can categorically say
say that this is end times This virus is breaking us down Just like an enzyme There's pedophiles Leaving men and women Childrenless These politicians are dummies And the devil's a ventriloquist All this evil stemming from Epstein's island Gavin Newsom ain't your governor He's a tyrant He took away everything That makes us happy and vibrant And put a mask on us To keep us silent Can you imagine sitting in the park in the heat Stomach empty Starving to eat Palms are sweaty, hearts starting to beat About to get beheaded cause you didn't take the mark of the beast Bill Gates doesn't care about black teens He's trying to alter our DNA by giving us vaccines These elite Satanists are the psychoists They're preparing our bodies to accept the microchip Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.